The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Be it superstition or just an apparition, you suddenly appear inside my heart. Does this strange romance stand Welcome to From the Bleachers. I'm your host, as always, Seamus Clancy. Philly Voices, Seamus Clancy, I should say now. Coming to you from the wonderful Leaving Your Nation Radio podcast. Now, it's been a minute since I did a pod. Have a new job, as I talked about last time on the show. The deputy sports editor at phillyvoice.com. Got some nice brand synergy here on BGN Radio. Obviously, Jimmy Kemsky co-hosts the brand name BGN Radio podcast with the great Brandon Lee Galton. Jimmy Kemsky is our Eagles beater at Philly Voice. So bridging all these BGN radio and Philly Voice connections, obviously check out phillyvoice.com, which I write for. And Jimmy writes for, and obviously everyone knows I used to write for thinggreennation.com, my OG home for Eagles talk. That's been a minute since we talked, as I said. But the draft is tomorrow. I'm recording this uh, mid-Wednesday morning. So hopefully you listen to this maybe this afternoon, this night, Thursday morning, whatever it is, to get you ready for the draft. I know you've seen a million mock drafts and discussions and things like that, but I want to give you my fresh take because it's been a minute. It's been a minute, and I'm excited to get back and talking to you all. I know that I'll be doing some more content going into OTAs and training camp. Might fill in for Jimmy a little bit on the main BGN radio podcast during camp, uh, talking with BLG about all the things we're seeing down at the Novacare Complex, keeping all you Eagles fans as informed and as educated and, most importantly, as entertained as humanly possible. Draft tomorrow. Eagles have the 15th and 18th pick. My philosophy for not just the first round, but for the entirety of the draft, this draft process, my entire thinking has been just give me guys who played in the SEC. It's pretty simple. And I think it's a lot of it's because of the way the draft played out in 2021 for the Eagles. They hadn't drafted a player from Alabama in forever, And then they go in their first two picks, get Devontae Smith, great rookie year. Landon Dickerson, a guy I think has Pro Bowl upside, looked really good as a rookie right there next to Jordan Maylon. Those two maulers together on the left side of the line for the next half dozen years, that's going to be great for the Birds. That's going to be amazing for the Birds and Eagles fans out there. And those guys, national championship experience, played against the best of the best every Saturday in the fall. And they brought a winning culture. They changed the culture 
of the Eagles, those two players helped do that following the disastrous 2020 season. Now this is the opportunity to do the same thing. It seems really obvious. Just draft the best players who excelled when going against the other best players in the country. I'm done with the, you know, obviously talent is talent, right? That's the main thing in the draft. Like Kayvon Thibodeau played in the Pac-12. That guy is absolutely awesome. So that's fine if you want to. You want to draft him? You want to trade out for him? I think the Eagles should trade out for him. I did a little article on phillyvoice.com yesterday talking about three Eagles players that I would trade off for in the draft. I'm going to talk about that a little bit later on in the show. But it's a good overarching philosophy, a good draft edict that not just Harry Rosen, but teams in general should carry with themselves. Because if you do that, if you follow these players that excel on these best teams that played in this high-pressure environment – more often than not, you're going to find guys who will excel at the next level in the NFL. I'm talking all the guys on that Georgia team. That's that Jordan Davis. I'm talking about Alabama's Jamison Washington. Even a, you go later in the draft, Damian Pierce, running back out of Florida. That's been mocked constantly. The Eagles, I think, would be a great pickup there. Zamir White, running back from Georgia. It's not just the first round. It's through the entire draft. I'm looking at guys that played in the SEC. I'm looking at guys that played at Clemson. And I'm also looking at guys that played in the Big Ten. Everyone else, GTFO, I don't care. Drake London, maybe he's going to the pros. I'm not drafting another big body, contested catch battler. Know what it means when a guy's a big contested catch guy? He can't get separation. J-Jaw 2.0, I'm not doing that. He'll probably be gone by the time the Eagles pick anyway. But that just illustrates why I'm so over that. I'm over a guy from the Big 12 where his draft prospects are like, well, his uh, quarterback was bad. That's why his numbers were bad. Well, maybe he just stunk too. Obviously, I'm talking about Jalen Riker, who, I don't know, maybe shouldn't be on the NFL team. And such gears. I'm just all over the place. I'm rambling. I'm ready to talk to you all. I think the Eagles can and will and should go for a receiver in their first round this draft. I would expect, If I had to bet money on it, can't bet on the drafts. In Pennsylvania, for anyone's out there, might have to take a trip to New Jersey on uh, Thursday or Friday to, you know, do a little wager. I guess I should say. Uh, but I think the Eagles come away with a defensive lineman and a wide receiver in the first round. I think it's smart to draft a wide receiver. People are saying, you know, it's more of a national thing than I think local media because they're looking at things from afar. They're not, you know, looking at the team day to day the way we are in Philly, whether you're media members or Eagles fans, whatever. Well, they drafted a wide receiver the last two rounds. They can't draft a wide receiver three years in a row. Jalen Rager, don't know him as a guy. Don't know him as a person. Some cost as an NFL player. He's not a first-round pick anymore. You can't view him as a first-round pick. The Eagles have one and a half good receivers on the team. Depending on how you feel about Quez Watkins, has played admirably as a six-round draft pick, outperformed his draft slot. Good pick, Howie. But they need more talent there. They can't repeat the mistakes of the Randall Cunningham error, the Donovan McNabb error, and the Carson Wentz error by not giving their quarterback the requisite wide receiver talent to prove himself and win a Super Bowl and, and contend consistently and have one of the best offenses in the NFL. Can't do that to Jalen Hurts. If you want to give him a shot, and maybe if Jalen Hurts doesn't work out this year, you know what? You have a stack core around whatever quarterback you're getting in 2023, whether that's a veteran trade, a, a new player in the draft, whatever it may be, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, whatever. They need talent wide receiver. They, they need it. 
they need it. And there's good players on day two, Sky Moore, uh, Austin from Memphis. There's there's talent to be had later on in the draft, but uh, like Jamison Williams, I think he's awesome. I really like Traylon Burks from Arkansas too. Yak Machine, I think he's a, he's a beast, man. He's a beast. I really like him. He'd be a nice pick at 18 if you're just doing a hypothetical Eagles draft. 15, Jordan Davis. Maybe he doesn't fall there. I think they're going to have to trade up for him if they actually want him. And they get either Jameson Williams or Traylon Burks, number 18. That's an A+++. Like, we're in a Christmas story. A+++. We're already getting on all the chalkboards. That's the vibe the Eagles would get if they pulled off a draft like that. They just need talent there. They need it. So I think that's something they can do, and I think they will do. They're, they're going to draft a defensive lineman at one of those two picks, whether it's an edge rusher, whether that's a defensive tackle like Jordan Davis or Wyatt from Georgia. There are options there. I don't really like the latter of those two options too much. A little bit older, not as much as uh, the producer or the, the attention commander that Jordan Davis was on that championship. Jordan Davis was the best player on the best defense I've ever seen in my time watching college football. I don't care about what sack numbers he had. I think he's a disruptive or disruptive force at the college level, at the collegiate level, and will be so at the NFL professional level. Maybe he doesn't have double-digit sacks. But the way it's almost in my head, I think of Jordan Davis a little like Steph Curry. And maybe that's a weird comp because one guy's small and one's the biggest beast, like just this superhuman person in terms of he's 6'6", 341, and moves like a Dang cat. But he just has this gravity to him that distorts the entirety of the opposing offensive line and makes everything easier for everyone around him. Richard Seymour, little Richard Seymour comp. How about that? So I like Jordan Davis. Let's get into that. Jordan Davis is a guy I trade up for the draft. Maybe you get him at pick 12 or 14. Again, I wrote an article about this on phillyvoice.com uh, yesterday, yesterday being Tuesday. So you can check it out on there. Uh, Kyle Hamilton for Notre Dame is a guy. The Eagles need a safety. The Eagles have people talk about them not drafting a, a linebacker in the first round since Jerry Robinson, 1979. The Eagles have literally never taken a safety in the first round. So it doesn't fit the traditional uh, philosophical MO for this team. But I think of a player like Hamilton is there, uh, just a transformative defensive presence. I, I wrote about this this week, but I like the way Hassan Reddick in his Twitter bio says he's the, a weapon for the Eagles' position is a weapon because he can do a lot of things at linebacker, edge rusher, whatever. The same can be said to me for Kyle Hamilton. You can play like corner, safety, linebacker, do everything. His possession isn't just a safety. He is a weapon to be utilized. Any defensive coordinator with a single brain cell can scheme enough for him to be an impact player from day one and maybe a guy who goes down as the best defensive player from this draft class. I like him. Other guy in trade-off for? Starting on Kevin Thibodeau. Uh, I think it's weird when guys fall for character concerns before the draft. It's just like nothing has changed about this guy unless there's some kind of legal ramification, something where, uh, you know, we think of very uh, in a messed up way, Deshaun Watson or Tyreek Hill. Character concerns are like that for a prospect. Stay the heck away from me. I don't, I don't want him on the team that either if you're a fan rooting for or a media member covering whatever it is, Get that guy the hell out of here. But if he's just falling because of, you know, quote unquote attitude issues, and some of that stuff is a little murky to me on a lot of different levels that I don't even necessarily want to all get into. But if he's an a-hole, how bad is he of a guy or annoying or a pain in the ass, whatever you want to say, 
that a guy that's that much of a beast on the field, that much of a disruptor as a pass rusher. I mean, is, is he as bad as Jadavon Clowney or Jason Davin? Both of those guys had successful careers, even though they were gigantic pains. But I think he's better than both of them. It can be better than both of them uh, at the next level in the NFL. So he's a guy I would trade off for. So Hamilton, Jordan Davis, Thibodeau, those are the three guys I'm eyeing for a trade off for the birds. Maybe you get up to pick number seven or eight for Thibodeau. If he falls, I know he could be in play at number two, number three. But I could see him sliding if he doesn't go there to maybe Detroit or Houston. And then Jordan Davis, I think in that like 12 to 14 range, I think the Ravens are really going to be on him with the 14th pick. So maybe moving up to 12 or 13 with Minnesota or Houston could be uh, could work out there. And then Kyle Hamilton is a guy I'm looking at maybe 10 to leave for out the commanders at number 11. I think Washington would be a team that would be interested in him. So those are the three guys that they're like my guys in this draft that I really like in the first round. And if somehow, some way the Eagles came away with just one and then added another talented wide out like Jamison Williams or Burks, like I said, and, you know, and I talk about the big 10 too, a guy like Garrett Wilson from Ohio state, he'll go earlier than 18. He'll go earlier than 15. I think he's probably in that. I could see him going to Minnesota. I could see him going to Atlanta. I could see him going to Washington. So I think he's a guy that'll be off the board for him, but uh, it's almost a good thing in that one wide receiver. That's pretty talented should wind up at the board at 15 or 18 and be a quality pick for the birds. So Eagles fans should be excited about that. So for the draft itself, I'm excited, man. And it's a little different because I'm not with BGN, the website anymore. So it's not like I'm writing about the birds every single day, just because I have a lot of responsibilities now with Sixers and some managerial uh, aspects and Philly season starting and things like that. But draft week is just so much fun. There's just a, pure energy where optimism is free-flowing anything can happen your team's entire franchise trajectory could be altered with a single pick that either improves or destroys your team for the next half dozen years that's fun and exciting right and if it wasn't for the Sixers being on the precipice of maybe the biggest collapse in the history of professional basketball Philly would be even more amped for the draft right now than they already are that was a quick hitter. That was a quick hitter from me. That works. Get you a little, little 12, 15-minute pod to get you in for the draft. I will be also recording Friday morning, giving you a recap of the Eagles' day one activities, getting you ready for day two of the draft and day three on Saturday. So quick wrap-up. Love talking to you. I love getting back into this. We'll be doing it more so as the bird season creeps closer and closer to week one, the preseason camp, all of those things. So follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Clancy. Be sure to look at my work at phillyvoice.com where I am the deputy sports editor. Great sports team over there. Uh, thank you. Glad to be back recording with y'all. Like I say, keep leading green. All you Eagles fans out there, keep leading green.